0: Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
1: What if AI could help your business deliver mission critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X, and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at IBM.com/consulting. IBM, let's create. This
4: is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Happy holidays, everybody. If you do not have the YouTube music app in your life, you are missing out. It is a new app that combines everything you'd expect from a streaming service with the magic of YouTube to bring everything to life. And with YouTube Music Premium, you'll get ad-free music that plays with the screen off or while using other apps. Get music wherever you want it, even if you're offline. Download the new YouTube music app today and start a free 30-day trial then you just pay 9.99 a month. Terms and restrictions apply, of course, but this app is a game changer. Check it out, okay? Now here's the show. Hi everybody. Welcome to another episode of 100 words or less the podcast. Merry holiday season as it approaches. Hopefully you are uh, being able to wind down a lot of your professional obligations and start to focus on, you know, the fun stuff, like hanging out with friends and family and you know, going out and whatever watching christmas lights all that all that fun stuff because that's what i've been doing and it's been awesome but more on that in a moment i need to tell you about this week's guest because this week's guest was uh it kind of came out of nowhere uh jeremy stiff he is the vocalist for a band called fury and he also plays in, in an awesome power pop band called gem and uh it was one of those things where jeremy and i started to uh talk over email and i i love fury fury is a really really good band here from orange county um you know hardcore band they they have some real interesting influences um and it was it's definitely from a younger generation than me you know obviously me being a late 30s dude um you know jeremy i want to say isn't his mid-20s i could be wrong about that but uh Yeah, it was just cool. I just, I really felt uh, a kinship in talking with him because he had all of these experiences that uh, I was still a part of when I was playing in in bands, the band that I played in after Taken called Makoto. And uh, yeah, it was just really interesting. So, but what you need to care about right at this very moment is going to rockabilia.com and using the code PCJabberJaw. That will give you 15% off. I, I understand I got an email from a few people being like, hey, that code didn't work. We got it all ironed out and smoothed out. You can get 15% off your order. Buy all of your holiday presents there. You can buy long sleeves, sweaters, shirts, beanies, whatever it is you need for the music lover in your life. And trust me, this isn't just like, oh, cool. You're going to be able to get like, you know, 10 hardcore bands merch. It's like we're talking about every genre of music is represented. And I love the company. Fast shipping, great customer service. There's nothing negative I can say about this company. (laughs) Like, even if I tried, even if I like combed deep where I was like, oh man, they don't have like all of the sizes on this super old shirt. It's like, no, they, they do. (laughs) So you need to go to Rockabilia. I love them so much. Thank you for your continual support of the show. And, uh, yeah, PC Jabberjaw do that. Okay. Um, like I said, I hope you are ramping down your professional obligations and you are able to uh, spend some time. I've, this, this December has been wild for me personally. I've just been, uh, there's been a lot of stuff at work I've been dealing with. There's a lot of, uh, fun family stuff I've been doing from, you know, going to Disneyland and going to live podcast tapings and all this other fun stuff. And I just feel, um, yeah, I feel like this mixture of like anxiety with like, oh man, like what's, what's coming up in the future. Uh, you know, what, what, what's going to happen here, uh, mixed with all of this awesome, fun joy that you're able to experience. And I don't know, maybe that's just what most people feel like life is on a day-to-day basis where it's like, oh yeah, it's this mixture of joy and like anxiety and dread. Like, I don't, I don't know if that ever goes away for, uh, anybody for a prolonged period of time. You know, um, I, I, I always kind of try to put myself in my mindset of like, man, I remember what life was like, like five years ago. Like I I felt like, and granted humans have a tendency to forget bad stuff and to just reflect on their past <laughs> eras of their life and be like, oh yeah, man, I just remember there was like no worries. And, all that sort of stuff. And it's like, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that I was probably worried about different things five years ago than I am now. So I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting. And I think this time of the year really focuses on that, uh, kind of reflectiveness and, you know, uh, being able to take stock of what they're doing in their life and all that other stuff. So I hope that you're doing the same thing. Cause I think it's important to you know be aware of all of these feelings that uh, we feel on a daily basis. Cause, uh, yeah. Otherwise, if you're not, then man, you're really not living life. You know, you're just kind of going through, going through the motions, not really questioning anything, not really thinking about stuff. And that's not what we're here to do. Right. Anyways, um, next week will be the mega year end episode that, that I recorded with my good friends, Jeremy Bohm and Joey Cahill, where we talk about our favorite records of the year. So strap yourselves in cause it's like a two plus hour discussion <laughs> and it's going to be a super fun one. So That's what we have to look forward to next week. And uh, like I said, Jeremy was a great, and when I say Jeremy, I mean Jeremy Stith, the vocalist of Fury was a great discussion. He came over to the house. We hung out for a while. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I love it. They're going to be releasing their new full length. Uh, you know, it's a, n- nothing's announced yet, but uh, I know some information that I am not allowed to reveal to you as of yet. But uh, yeah, they have some new music coming out. And it's going to be really, really exciting. Cause uh, yeah, I've just, uh, the way that he was talking to me about it uh, may makes it sound very, very uh, engaging and interesting and exciting. So yeah. That's all, that's all I got for you, okay? So, happy holidays, and uh, I will talk to you, obviously, at the end of this episode, okay? Even though I already told you what's going to be happening next week, but, you know, st- still stick around, okay?
5: Here's to your... it.
4: Seven inches are the worst. Um, so... Follow me along here, so I know. I know. It's a con- to think <laughs> so I know. I know that may be a controversial statement. Like, of course, seven inches were uh, a need for a long time because of the uh, e- the lack of funds. Because of the fact that you know these hardcore and punk bands, like you know, they just had no. Um, there, there weren't many options. It was like you either do a tape or you do a seven inch. We exist in a world now where uh, you know hardcore bands like you, you. Fury can do a one-sided 12-inch, and it would look great stacked up against all the other 12-inches as opposed to... Because people, when they start collecting stuff, they start to become overwhelmed by the fact, like, oh, I got to keep up with, like, 12-inches, 10-inches, 7-inches. And so, um, yeah, I just wish that many bands would kind of start to uh, gravitate towards that. And this is selfishly speaking, but...
6: I, uh... <laughs> yeah, like, 7-inches, I still listen to them. From time to time, they're They're kind of they're
4: they're they're kind of a pain though because like you know
6: they they are a pain. I've got nowhere to put them in my room. They're in my closet in like a a Whole Foods basket right now. (laughs) Right. Um, I I assume they started making them back in the day because they were cheap, but also I think like that was standard back then. It was everyone had singles like that was a normal exactly like Motown stuff. So I'm sure it wasn't totally too out of the ordinary.
4: And I think obviously it necessitated that because, like you said, that was the uh, predominating format and the ease of access for, you know, it's like, oh, it costs $600 to print up, you know, 307 inches? Like, of course we can do that.
6: I do wish people were making one-sided 12 inches,
4: though. And honestly, yeah, and the the cost on those, (laughs) just like, you know, working at record labels and stuff, like, I've seen the cost on that, and it's really not that drastically different. You're talking about a couple hundred bucks maybe a thousand to do like you know even if you're doing like (laughs) an etched one-sided 12 inch or whatever gotta have a good track though you you do you do yeah and you i mean just think i i know it would be weird to be like you know revisionist history on like some of the classic seven inches like you know whatever chain strings two till death like that would be weird to see it on a 12 inch you know like but that would be sick because you wouldn't have to do you could just listen to the whole thing. Yeah. One shot. It would probably sound really good too. It probably would. Uh but I digress. But the I always start these things off with my first kind of entry point to, you know, you, your music and everything like that. Um it you know, I had watched Fury from, you know, just afar, just like a casual observer, like yeah. most things that uh, you know, start to pop up in any particular hardcore scene. Um but it was the the interesting thing that I noticed about you guys is where it's just like, you know, you were like every other band in regards to like, hey, we're just we're just gigging around, playing shows, you know, doing tours here and there where you could. And the the build got to a point where honestly this and you can tell me if you disagree with this or not, but uh, I think a lot of bands have sort of coming out parties in a way where and, and whether it's. Uh, it's usually not because the band chooses it. It's oh, usually no. it's usually because like all of a sudden everyone starts to be like, "Wow, like this band's this band's much bigger than I thought" or whatever. So like honestly, your set at Sound of Fury this year felt like a coming out party. It it was crazy. Um, <laughs> but do, do you get what I'm saying? Where yeah, like,
6: yeah, no, it, that. Yeah, like after the fact, it's easy to kind of see that. But yeah, the day I was just normal yeah they woke up had <laughs> coffee and, sure <laughs> but um i do like being casually observed. I think that's my favorite way of people seeing us just casually from, yeah from just so from a distance right yeah, yeah. um but i don't know yeah it was crazy i i always think about the um, the set we had in boston the first time we were there for America's Hardcore, right? And I guess it was probably similar to that. But you know it, that Sound of Fury was was insane. It was sure, like, know, it looked like it was the, like the Oscars or something. You know? <laughs> it was like yeah, yeah, pretty regal place.
4: Yeah, totally. And it does it like I, I there are certain bands where all of a sudden it's like things change just from a a public perspective. You're like I mean, I remember you know, touche at like the 2009 Sound and Fury where it's like, you know, they were playing earlier in the day, but then everybody was just overwhelmed by like, oh my gosh, like here's this band playing the afternoon and everyone's losing their mind, you know? And like, I remember when, uh, myself and Joey were doing Sound and Fury, we always had these bands that we were like trying to really figure out where to put them in the lineup to be like, okay, do you think that they like, would you know the crowd sustain interest like if they played at seven or if they played at three or whatever and then sometimes we put bands in that sort of like all right well here's your chance to like quote-unquote prove yourself yeah. and like not in a like you know dick way or anything,
6: oh, but no but yeah no.
4: yeah and so it just it felt like to me Normal. this year watching you guys was very much like oh yeah it's that that moment for you guys and you uh yeah you didn't you didn't disappoint from that perspective or at least at least from my perspective thank you. <laughs> i thought i would yeah I
6: I thought it was terrible.
4: Yeah? You thought you were terrible or it was yeah, terrible? Yeah,
6: um, like my voice cracked a lot. Sure. And, uh. Well, you
4: were probably pretty excited though, too.
6: Yeah. <laughs> they had, uh, really good whiskey sours, too.
4: So you were, uh, were you, uh, three sheets of the wind at that
6: point? Or? Like me, too. But they had, they had <laughs> a lot of yerba mates downstairs, too, so. You were trying to balance it out. Uh, I don't balance is a great <laughs> word, but, <laughs> but that wasn't what you were accomplishing. Something was, something was going on. <laughs> something was going on. And <laughs> no, it was fun, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, putting fests together seems pretty stressful. Maddie, our, um, our guitarist mm-hmm. helped with Sam and he does his own fest as well. Right. And, um, those are always fun conversations w- when he's trying to figure out what to do and where to put people. Totally. It's a fun, uh, it's fun analyzing it from afar, but having to actually do it seems very stressful. Yeah. So it, much it, respect it, to, the, <laughs> to, the, to those do, who do, do that the dirty work. Yeah. I certainly don't want to.
1: Yeah.
4: It's really, uh, that's honestly the most fun part about putting together fests is like the, you know, the dream of like, Oh, let's put these bands together and like that sort of stuff. But then, yeah, when you actually have to put it in action, and then uh, you know people obviously have opinions
5: on everything. Oh,
4: yeah. <laughs> then, then it's just like, oh, okay, all right, yeah. But um, so uh, putting the focus on you as an individual. So you are? Are you born and raised in Orange County? Uh, born and raised in Whittier. Okay, it's like LA County. I of
6: guess. Of course, um, the green I'm turtle. A, the
4: green turtle. I'm familiar. Yeah, I. I <laughs>
6: Someone described Whittier recently as the Florida of California, and I haven't been able to get it out of my head.
4: Wow, um, I love Whittier, but um, I it, moved. It is an interesting town from because it it, it, it it it's very socioeconomically diverse, where it's like there are certain pockets that are really wealthy, yeah. and there are certain pockets that are obviously just you know a total ghetto. Yeah, um, yeah, it's an interesting
6: city. There's not many freeways near it, so it's kind of. I think maybe that's why it feels a little Floridian because it's you gotta you gotta mean to go there. Yeah, you gotta kind of mean to go there, and when you're there, usually you're really there. But I, um, yeah, I I really love which I hope I retire there someday. Um, (laughs) But I moved to Orange County. um, Gosh, I was in fifth grade. Okay, and so yeah. but I was around Orange County my whole life. But yeah, I've been I've been in Orange County since I was in middle school.
4: Got it. Um, yeah, you were in the surrounding areas. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Even though there, there are those cities that are like South Los Angeles, that you know, like what I mean on the opposite end of the spectrum. But like you know, the Bay Area, like you know, Cerritos, and like all of those cities yeah. where it's like people obviously go to Orange County and know what's up. But then they're like, oh yeah, but I like I still live in L.A. Like, but yeah. <laughs> but but there there is that element of like well, yeah, like I'm not fully orange county, like no I'm sort of in between the two i i
6: I probably lean more towards orange county because I've been there longer, but yeah <laughs>
4: that's
6: my, yeah that's
4: that's, that's where my your, roots, sure, and what what, what was your uh, family structure like like you know mom and dad in the house, brothers and sisters what did it what was
6: yeah it? my uh I got all those,
4: oh um. <laughs> No, my, my mom and my dad,
6: um, my real dad, we were, uh, you know, I hope my mom doesn't hear this, but we were one-night stand type babies. Uh, understood. Understood. Yeah. And he got lucky. He got twins. Um, <laughs> and, but he he was around a little bit the first couple years out of, of, of my life. More of a Disney dad. He was like in the military. And my stepdad came around when I was like three. Okay. Jimbo. <laughs> I, I call him dad. He's my dad. Well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Especially when he's been in your life for that long. Yeah. yeah
6: he don't look like me. He's like six three. His last name's Pellegrino. He's like full on Italian. Oh, <laughs> um, that's amazing. Like he wishes he was Tony Soprano.
4: Oh, that's good. He's, he wants to be in waste management. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was in t- I wish I was Tony Soprano too. So I don't know.
6: But um, no, yeah. Uh, my mom, my dad, and then I have a twin brother. Mm-hmm. So it was us two from. Most of my life. And then uh, we had Jaden. Not we, my mom and my dad. Sure, um, yeah.
7: But you, you brought, you brought her into f- the family. I yeah, yeah. fucking there, man. Yeah, you're Dealing hanging out. They're <laughs>
6: dirty diapers and, and all
4: that. Um, so how old were you when they were born and came in? I was, I think it was
6: 10 or 11 okay. when Jaden was
4: born. And then. This show is sponsored by
7: BetterHelp. We're sitting here. It's like June. And you're like, where has the time gone? And everybody's like, oh my gosh, I have no idea. I got to like accomplish all these other things. Take a moment. Focus on the things that obviously, for one, matter to you. But for two, look back. Be like, what have I done well? What have I done not so well? And maybe I can you know, ask some friends and family for some help. But where I have always gone to in regards to figuring out what I can do better, therapy. Therapy is an incredible tool at your arsenal, that you can dip into. I've done it for my marriage. I've done it for myself personally. And I'm a huge advocate for what therapy can do for you because it is a third party that's able to look at what you can do to improve your life and be a person to help you along in your journey. And so I think if you were thinking, and visit betterhelp.com slash Ray today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L slash Ray.
0: free-to-play game there's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sports books bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly must be 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
5: Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at HomeDepot.com. Oh, gosh. Two years later,
6: Joey was born, and then two years after that, Kendra was born.
4: Dude, in rapid succession.
6: Yeah, they, Kendra <laughs> was a surprise. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, but she's the only girl, she's the youngest one, but she was, she's a, she's a, A little pistol man. (laughs) Trying not to curse. No, it's okay. You can. She she... makes me want to curse. (laughs) That's yeah. Yeah, standard, standard. You know, suburban house. Sure. Had Christmases. You know, had cinnabon and bacon in the morning. Sure. In a world where everyone
3: is confined to their homes, society begins its largest bin watch to date. Join us for fake doctors, real friends on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Thanksgiving dinners with the family,
4: and right, pretty pretty standard suburban life. Yeah, vacation every couple years, sure. But what, uh, what did your uh, so what did your mom and dad do for a living? Jimbo worked in the newspaper biz. Oh, okay. Worked for L.A. Times, sure, and then worked for La Pignon. And yes.
6: Now he works in Texas for some random paper. I don't even know. Sure. And then uh, my mom's a hairdresser. Oh, okay. She's still still doing it. Cool. They're actually in town today for my cousin's wedding. Nice. So I um, unfortunately skipped dinner last night with him <laughs> and chose to have a relaxing night and have some me time.
4: Sure. Um, but... Uh, yeah. And how the, you know, cause most people that have a twin, it's always, uh, I mean, that's a weird experience as far as, I mean, that's all, you know, so it's not weird to you, but the notion of always being, uh, connected to this person that is, uh, you know, looks like you, like has similar mannerisms to you. Um, was it one of those things where, you, I mean, you guys like? Did your relationship evolve to where you were super close, not close, super close? Like, did it kind of ebb and flow, or was it always kind of close?
6: It, um It's had a few eb- ebbs and flows, I guess, but it was like having you know, just having a sibling that just happened to be the same age as you, and looked exactly like you, you know, what I mean? <laughs> right, <laughs> and talked exactly like you, sure. Um, but yeah, we had bad times, like he uh i went off to college and he stayed back home and that was kind of a that was a big moment in our lives sure and didn't didn't talk to him for like a few months it was mm-hmm. like it was like a tv show you know
4: sure giving each other the each other's their space yeah
6: i think we were just having an identity crisis each of us sure um and then and then yeah, we got back together and had a even stronger relationship after that. And then I ended up moving back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was in the I went to the Bay Area for college. Okay, well, like a year and a half. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I came back. Um,
4: I played. I played soccer
6: on the team, and I got cut.
4: Oh, uh, did had, you? Did you get a scholarship to go up there?
6: Yeah. Oh, it was okay. That era when. Everyone, every teacher was on strike, and everyone was going through a lot of budget cuts. Right. And I was at a division two school. huh. We only have so much money. Of anyway, course.
4: So yeah, they had to look where to uh, optimize budgets. Yeah. Wow. Soccer
6: is an easy target, man. Yeah. Um, yeah.
4: What school is it?
6: Cal State East Bay. East oh, okay. Bay, Hayward State. Hayward State. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And then moved back home when I was like twenty-one, twenty-two. Okay. And, or 20, 21. Something and like that, yeah. then we had a good relationship after that. Got it. Like, stronger than it had ever been. And we um, started the band with Maddie and Alex mm-hmm. and Alfie. And we had some, like, trouble after that with all of us. Um, and that was another kind of... Uh, big turning point for jared and i but Mm -hmm. just came back even stronger than we were before sure we're at yeah it's like the best our relationships ever been he's my best friend
4: that's great Um, man yeah i'm sure because i i mean you see it with siblings all the time too where you know one is doing one thing and they're super into it and then of course the other one is like well that if that, that that's their angle i gotta like Try to do my own thing, and so like there's always that, but like it's I'm sure it's even tighter with the fact that, you know, there's like you said, you look and talk similar. Yeah, <laughs> you're watching a reflection of yourself, but they're doing their own thing. Yeah, we were like standard twins. Like they, sh- my mom dresses up in the same clothes with different <laughs> colors, and yeah, which is almost like. To me, that seems torturous in a way. I mean, you you don't know any different because you're a child, but... You know, it's so cute looking back on it <laughs> that I I don't care. Right, totally. Um, you're like, we, we look like little sailor boys
6: or whatever. You know, it's funny. My uncle, I hope he's there today. I don't think he's going to be at the wedding today, but I hope he is. But uh-huh. my uncle used to, at Christmas parties when we were younger, he would take us to the bathroom. We uh-huh. would switch our clothes in the middle of a party. Okay. And no one would know. <laughs> to throw you off. He yeah. wouldn't tell anyone. Sure. But... Everyone would be calling me Jared, Jared. In the whole night.
7: Total, <laughs> you know, that's mom, a good everyone. practical
4: <laughs> joke.
6: And it's a that's a that's a torturous, sick joke. Sure, but because he's the only one that.
4: Yeah, that was in on it. That's in on it. But. <laughs> that's well, so fun. I'm sure you guys are yeah. just like, ah, oh, that's funny. I I was like two or three. I don't yeah, know. yeah. You had no conscious yeah. of it. Yeah.
6: Um. But yeah, we. Yeah, I get. Yeah, everyone wants to, like, D Dan wants to know that they're an individual and special and uh, we are no different. But, um, uh, you know, we, we, both do have our own things, but I, maybe subconsciously I was trying to really go and prove I was like an individual,
7: mm-hmm.
6: by like going off to college and all this, of course, but, it is the you know certain similarities that you know make those those are the most special things to me now those are the things I, I appreciate the most yeah um, absolutely
4: i totally get that and yeah it's been he's
6: been there yeah for everything, everything. Yeah,
4: yeah yeah no that's right Now that I think about it, I'd be honest. Yeah, 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 now that that I've been asked the question. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so then, you know, as you were, were, you know, kind of growing up and, and, uh, you know, experiencing your, uh, you know, figuring out your identity and everything like that, as you started to, you know, like junior high and high school, um, you know, you, uh, from what I know about you and in speaking to you for the past 20 minutes or so, you are a very uh, thoughtful, quiet, pensive dude. Like, you're definitely not the type of. This is terrifying. But you are never- all I
6: keep thinking about is vo- vocal fry. Do you know what vocal fry is? No. It's like, you know when people they try to talk really smart for sure. And they talk like this. Uh, uh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's very prominent <laughs> on like The Bachelor and I keep thinking I sound like that, and I could just hear, <laughs> I can hear, like, I could hear, hear the Stern. judgment. I could hear Howard Stern replaying this clip on his show and just going, Can you believe this? Like, just take a second and breathe. You know what I mean? <laughs>
4: no, I, I. So,
6: everyone I know, I'm fully aware of it. <laughs> but,
4: but you see, so you, yeah, but you, you definitely are, you don't strike me as the type of guy that, uh, you know, sucks the air out of the room, so to speak, where you're like going in being like,
5: Hey, look at me. Oh, no,
4: no. Right. So, it's it has. Terrifying. Has that always kind of been who you are yeah,
6: okay. he, Jared was more um he could handle being the center of attention being the center of, a, of of a party, the center of attention and stuff, and i uh I guess I would just go to go towards defense mechanism of being funny and stuff, you know like i I would sure but yeah, I was always more quiet, i think I, I still am yes, so, I would agree. <laughs> Singing in the hardcore band is obviously combating that right now, but
4: um, well, it's it's the notion that you can uh, stretch yourself as an individual. Well, it's not stretch yourself as an individual, but like you can express yourself in ways that you normally aren't able to in your real life. Oh, totally. That's <laughs> that's it. That's literally it. <laughs> the nail on the head. Yeah. So. Because of that, but like you, I presume you played soccer as a kid. That's like why you were, were so endeared to the sport. Yeah. Okay. And you, did you find out like right away that you were pretty solid at it or was it like you just basically slowly got better over time?
6: I played when I was a kid, like really young. Right. Um, but not like normal AYSO outdoor. It was like indoor at the local church. Oh, okay. Um, your area community church for all my homies back there. Sure. <laughs> Whack. Um, <laughs> my, my aunt was a, was a youth pastor there so, and they had, it was like basketball for summer and then.
4: Oh, sure. Soccer, soccer for, for winter. Fall. You know? Yeah. Whatever. And it was just
6: like a big tennis ball in a basketball court with huge goals. It would be like 24 to 36. Like that's what the score was So like I got played that, <laughs> and I was pretty good, but like right. everyone was good. It was like, yeah, you know, and so, uh, but that I played like baseball and normal, sampled all the sports, normal yeah. American sports. And I stopped playing soccer for a long time actually. And then my mom had a client from Manchester. Oh. And she um but she lived in California in the summers uh-huh. with her family out here. But she would get her hair cut by my mom. And every summer I would I would see her and she would talk um uh, you know. I would just listen to her talk. it was insane to me at the time. Right. And Austin Powers had just come out. so
4: You're like, this person is <laughs> this literally is insane. From- <laughs> like, this is real life. <laughs> I
6: love that. Um, this coffee tastes like shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, anyway, it was right after uh, Beckham had that goal against Greece, his redemption goal after the, his red card at the World Cup. Okay. And I remember her talking about it and uh and she would she I went with her down it was my mom worked at a, it was like a strip mall, her hair salon. We went down a couple of stores, there's a soccer store trying to find a, a Man United jersey for her. Oh, okay. and that's like the first time I'd I'd heard those words. Sure. Um and then I just fell in love with it. I just started watching it, started playing it. Yeah, playing that, it, yeah. yeah I... I, I, I it was, it was impossible not to. And uh, I dropped everything and started playing soccer again when I was in, like, middle school. Okay. And so I was kind of more late late to the game, I guess. Sure. I took a,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just dove in deep to that.
6: Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. At first, man.
4: That's awesome. And so you – because, I mean, kind of reflecting on your personality in soccer, um, you know, there definitely is – because soccer, even though there is obviously a lot of ego and braggadocio in <laughs> – yeah. some of the players it, it is a pretty reserved, like most of the players are pretty reserved, you know? So it definitely seems like you could, uh, you know, kind of assimilate to a team and be like, Oh yeah, I don't need to be like, obviously a v person I can be one of everybody. Yeah. No, it fit
6: me perfectly.
4: Yeah. You know, it was like ballet.
6: Sure. Um, no, I, I, I love, that's maybe what I love the most about, Soccer is the the idea of, of total football, mm-hmm. and Parquet Court just made a song recently called that too, which is yeah. a a fun little factoid in, in my life. Sure. <laughs> um, I love no, I love that band. Just, yeah, I haven't listened to the new record, but it's really good. Okay. He, um, he he wrote a a poem that he that he um recited at New Year's Eve in. Years ago, okay, about a year and a half, um, year and a half ago, sure. And it's on the. It's gonna be on the the new record. Okay, I got um. Had a, a bunch of friends
4: read it and I'm nice doing something fun with it. But That's cool. Anyway, total football. Yeah, yeah like to- totally am, aside. But yeah, you know, yeah, you're obsessed with <laughs> soccer. Yeah, so, yeah I, you know. I love the idea that
6: it was that it was this this unit and total football came from the Dutch. School of like IX and, and Johan Cruyff and his coach the coaches he had at IX at the time mm-hmm. and it's they did, developed a way of playing where everyone can play any position at any time oh okay so if one person you know has like a bad tackle and is kind of out of the play everyone's just kind of able to like chess pieces fit in the right spot to kind of fill that gap
4: right um, yeah it's like okay well I'm gonna fall back on defense or I'll be a striker or whatever yeah yeah
6: a classic um, you know you're only good you're only as good as the, the weakest player whatever part, you know yeah 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 sure sure and so i i, I love that part of it like it's i love i always like i love the flashy goals and sure. all that it's an incredible feeling when you get when you get one you know it's like riding a wave or something mm-hmm. but there's just something beautiful about like 10 passes between three players one touch around
4: two guys you know what i mean yeah yeah no it's super cool and so, as you started to, yeah, I mean, you were obsessed with soccer. Like, did you care about school at all? Like, you know, were you, like, solid, solid enough grades, I presume? I did all right. I, if I, I think, had I done my homework in high
6: school, I probably would have gotten to a really good college. Sure. Had you, so I had, tell, I tell had you my, applied? I yeah. tell my
4: siblings that all the time. Sure. But I like where I had ended up. Sure, sure. Do you, so yeah, you were like a B student, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sol, solid B's, Bs get degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've never heard that. That's funny. I think <laughs> it's C's get degrees. C's do get degrees, but yeah. 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 B's Be- <laughs> can get you some admissions. So just... Yeah, B's get you into, <laughs> bees
6: in the B's and an all right SAT score will get you in the Division two school. Like yeah. A partial scholarship.
4: Well. <laughs> 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 and so you. I, I'm guessing around that time too, like you know, early high school, maybe even junior high, is when kind of like independent music, like punk and hardcore, started to kind of infiltrate your life. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and how? What was your sort of uh, gateway? Was it? Was um, it your? Was it your brother? Or was it you guys kind of finding out about? We both it? were at the same time. Okay. Um, I'm trying to
6: like, oh, what's like the earliest, earliest? um Oh my, f- my friend. In middle school, his cousin. Okay. Um, his cousin would wear like Sex Pistols shirts and the Cure shirts. Sure. And that was the first time I saw a punk kid. He's my he's my roommate and my best friend to this day, actually, which is funny. That it. Is- <laughs> I just saw him about an hour ago. That's amazing. Um, but that was when I was in middle school, and that was probably the, I guess my first introduction to that it's a real thing and not just on TV. Sure and but i was really into uh, like metalcore and, sh- and i was gonna say shit sorry
4: guys. you can know and okay. i'm trying not to and no. uh when you say metalcore because like that was actually a question i was- tray
6: you okay and, and like the stuff that was big at the time like well, that do- was mon- that was it's still in the waters to this day if you look at who's playing chain reaction this month i'm sure you'll yes. see the inklings of that
4: yes But that that was the world that I played in and I grew up in. So and that because that was actually a question I was going to ask later, because I find it so interesting because I think um, I mean, I was fortunate myself to where it's like, yes, like, you know, taken existed within 18 visions, bleeding through total Orange County metalcore world. But we also played with a bunch of other hardcore bands. We played PCH Club like we were able to dabble like, yeah, we we were able to dabble. And I I find it interesting where it's just like, you know, you obviously you're younger than me and you are, uh, you know, heavily influenced by, you know, a lot of different things. But, you know, I I was like people of a certain age, I find it. It's like it's almost inescapable where it's like you have to be into this this Orange County metalcore scene like you have to. It was
6: it was the the dangerous thing. It was, you know, like. The guys in leather jackets in the 50s with motorcycles, you know what I mean? like that, was <laughs> yeah. the, that was it. Sure. Dudes in, in girl and pants and lime green shirts with...
4: Crazy hair. With
6: crazy hair. Sure. Were Was Fonzie. Yeah. In, in Orange County at the time. <laughs>
4: it totally was. So you were yeah. going to Chain Reaction and I everything? was going to Chain. I was going okay. to the
6: Alley. Oh, dude, um, the Alley. The Alley was, was the... That was the Mecca. That popped off, man. Um, so I... But yeah, chain all the time. And sure. So, so yeah, I was in that world where I, I would have been in like middle school. Okay. Like 2003 and three and four. Like okay. That's probably when I'm... Yeah. That's, you know, the, My, the MySpace era. Absolutely. Like that, was, that stuff that started to change. Yeah, yeah. And so I got kind of like the, the local... Seen through, I think it was just kids at church. Church okay. is was big in church. It's still big. Well, church is big in Orange County, I guess, so it's inevitable. But it is. Um, so I got it through. God, that's so funny that I got into this through church.
4: And so what? What the? What? <laughs> what specific? What? What? Uh, I guess strain oh. of religion was it Christian. Or yeah, Christian. Yeah, yeah. Sure.
6: Standard evangelical. Okay. Um, sure. I grew up in a, a Christian household.
4: Sure. Um, like were you going to church every Sunday or no? I
6: was for a while and sure. then sports and the, once the kids were born, it was just tough to even, Oh yeah. Like you know, have no time. That was it. that some of the PTSD I get to this day is, is seeing groups like a whole family trying to get everyone to go inside somewhere from their car. And that's, that was me every Sunday with these kids. <laughs> it's just trying to get them.
4: Yeah. You know, patting down the hatches and yeah, <laughs> that makes sense.
6: Oh man. Um, got it. But yeah, so I, I, there's kids kids in, in in church that were in in bands. I, I have air quotes, qu- air yeah. quotes, <laughs> and you know, like they would have like a logo on their MySpace like before they even bought their guitars. You know, right? But some of them were actually pretty good, and then that's I that was the gateway to to local bands, seeing local bands, and right. uh That's. It, that was like a drug man. Every Friday, going to the alley. Yeah. Um, well, you uh, you probably watching uh, kids play like people that I would see at Taco Bell. You right. know. <laughs> yeah. You're like day. that's
4: that's tangible.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Like that dude works at Dick's Sporting Goods. Like I just got <laughs> cleats there, and like.
4: <laughs> and you're playing in a band,
6: yeah. and he is like got a chain link around his base. Like this is crazy.
4: This is the sickest.
6: Yeah. 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 Um,
4: so you, you you probably undoubtedly because I played in a band called Makoto and we played
6: oh yeah I definitely saw Makoto play we
4: we were That's funny. oh dude we
6: were the per- I haven't heard that name in I, well you so shouldn't long.
4: we existed we existed for I think it was about four four years or so but we were the perfect this is this is a complete aside but because the alley would always do uh, they would have a headliner a local headliner Makoto was the perfect bait band. And you know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Where like we were the headliner and then we would have four or five local bands that are selling tickets. So like we would get paid it was so absurd. We would get paid like $1500 to play a local show. The money that was going through that scene at that time.
6: It was absurd. If you knew how much money my if you know how much money Madison and his band made off a hoodie with a grizzly bear on it you would be upset what what ba- so like i a, can't say what his ba- i can't you cannot i can't okay. really, okay. i really it, can't. no it's okay um
4: we probably played with them you <laughs> so
6: played with them it's crazy you, did you ever play with like De blair or winds of play winds of play like, for sure of course um God, what was the one that there was a the there terrible was a, word?
4: There was a band with a female vote, uh, Knights, something or other. They were from Yorba Linda. We played with them a lot. We also played with, I uh, remember that band from San Diego called Underminded. Oh, my gosh. There was whatever. It was it was for sure a scene. Yeah, no, that
6: was a thing. And so that, um, they got into that and loved it. Yeah. mashed my little heart out. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I remember leaving <laughs> my frost off soccer game and going to see him play. <laughs> Again, my
4: gear still. That's amazing, like
6: shin guards and everything.
4: Sure. And did you, as you started to witness that, did you immediately have the inkling that you wanted to play in a band?
6: Oh no! Okay. No way. Just an observer. No. Yeah, that was terrifying to me. Okay. It seemed like rocket science. Um, (laughs) especially the way that people were playing, like they were doing like sweeps. I don't know if you remember. You obviously remember sweeps. Every those were yeah insane. Totally. And um, I'm just. Yeah, God, I'm really taking it back right now No, um, no, well,
4: well, I, I think it's a, I think it's important Because I think, yeah, you know, I mean, one of the reasons I'm really passionate about, you know, doing this podcast Is because it builds everything in a context And I think, because people would look at a band Like Fury And they would just automatically Be like, oh yeah, like, obviously It's like, you know, they listened to Ignite And then started a band It's like, there's a lineage that happens You gotta go through all this other stuff In order to end up with what you are trying to create, ultimately
6: Yeah, shouts to Ignite Yeah, um, great band <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I I love I love this kind of shit, man. Like I love the hearing the starts of I don't know, yeah. that kind of stuff. I think mine seems I can make mine seem more romantic than it was at the time.
4: <laughs> no, you were you were you were, and plus you were existing. Like uh, there was also that uh, the world that existed where you know I think it was you know like uh, I look at my generation of and when I say generation, it's like you know generations of hardcore kids are every three to four years. You yeah, know? it's like but. The, the, the combination of being able to play sports and then also exist in the punk and hardcore, like, you know, before, like, that didn't really happen, you know, but it was like, my, kids that were going to shows with me was like, it's totally fine. Yeah, you can play in the basketball team. Who cares? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was definitely never looked up, looked
6: down upon no. Everyone Yeah, everyone kind of had their own thing, too. But, sure. Um, it just sucked. I missed so many... I, I missed every sign of fury because of I would be because in of Temecula or Lancaster <laughs> or in, a, in a soccer in a soccer. Yeah, you are in a club. You, know I mean? you were
4: probably in a club, right?
6: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I would get so jealous of just seeing everyone in like hotels and camping out on the beach and all these kind of things. Um,
4: and you're like, well, I'm in the
6: desert. I just missed out. Yeah, I was never... It would never look down. Before. Yeah. And even when I went to... And, you know, in like metalcore was such a normal thing that even when i went to college i had teammates from from like mission viejo and places like that yeah and like they knew all that stuff like that was a normal is as normal as is
4: i'm into dave matthews band yeah yeah (laughs) totally especially kids of a certain age it totally was like oh yeah of course i know those bands yeah yeah i definitely know maroon 5 and dave matthews that's for sure (laughs) of course uh and so Four then as years. then as you started to so like when it, it, i mean is fury essentially your first band that you played in
6: no it's the last um it's the fourth band i've ever okay. played in, actually which is funny
4: so you yeah you you did
6: other and were you always they s- were all at the same time you could easily say it was the first one it was, <laughs> okay well, no you wouldn't it was it could be called the second one i guess okay or, i don't know they're all the same time
4: oh. sure they all started roughly at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this was this after you had moved back from... Yeah. I, okay.
6: Madison, our guitarist, was actually a, living up north, too, at the same time I was. Okay. Um, he was and you knew, and th- you knew him
4: previously? Yeah, I knew okay.
6: him um, back when we were both in high school. He he sure. was a part of those bands. Sure, that, the Alley bands, right, right. And we ended up becoming friends with them, and then once they... Um, they matured in their in their taste and stuff like that and started getting and that's like
0: the
2: Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. The,
6: the locking out boom and, and ceremony Absolutely. and, and that, all that kind of stuff. So they, they, were, they started going into that world. And, and mm-hmm. um, that was the first time. That's when things really clicked for me. Was I was like, oh, like this is actually the real this real is what deal. I would like. like yeah this is the real deal, right um, and so so, yeah, I was friends with, with Maddie and all that that group, but not great friends, but but enough you knew yeah acquaintances right and then he he's a little bit older than than I am um, he was finishing up college when I was starting, okay, and became friends with them more more so when I was up there just because we'd go to shows and stuff together and, mm-hmm. and be around and we both moved back he graduated, I didn't graduate obviously. Sure. And um we both actually moved back around the same time and just, you know, we're hanging out all the time again. Sure. So it was just a natural Yeah, natural progression. Yeah, natural. Like, oh yeah, let's
4: let's do this thing.
6: I I'd, I'd started a band, uh this band called Layman. Um but yeah, I mean, like a couple months after like maybe a half a year after I'd moved back. Okay. And just got the bug, and then slowly after that, like, another band would start, another band would start, and right. Fury started because Maddie was sending me voice memos of other song ideas for our other band that we had. Sure. And he was just like, oh, what do you think about these? And, um, you know, he, he he's a proficient writer, and I just, I was like, oh, these, these songs are great. Like, yeah. Please do this band. I, I don't <clears throat> hear this kind of stuff often. I think this would be really good, so I hope, you know, yeah, let's I figure usually, this out you know, I, you, Everyone says nice things to their friends But that one I really meant I was like, yeah, like that would be an yeah, interesting thing that I, hope that would ha- be great. I hope it happens
1: Right. Hi, I'm Bob Roth CEO of the David Lynch Foundation And a transcendental meditation teacher For over 50 years I've taught many thousands of people to meditate From celebrity clients To students in inner city schools And now I'm bringing some of what I've learned Straight to your ears With my new podcast, Stay Calm A lot of people are skeptical about meditation. I was too when I first started practicing. But meditation and other science-backed techniques for calming yourself can change your mind, your body, and your life for good. We'll cover topics like sleep, the science of gratitude, and ways to boost your immune system to help you be healthier and find peace during these troubled times. So whether you want to master meditation for life or just want to find a few moments of calm in your day, then I invite you to tune in and together let's learn how to stay calm and be happy. Listen and subscribe to stay calm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: What, uh, what was, what was kind of your path as you were envisioning, like, you know, what were you studying at school? Like, did you have a notion of like, Oh, this is what I would like to do for a career and that sort of stuff. I went to school to be a painter.
6: Okay. Um, that's what I was going to, I was going to try to get my degree in, in the fine arts. Okay. Um, to like work in a museum or basically just so that you had a I I just wanted to be in the art world in any way I could. Okay. I, I loved, I loved, um, I loved abstract painting, but I, um, yeah, I just wanted to be up that one. I, I wanted to be up in the Bay and, and uh-huh. have a nice little shack to myself and just paint. And just paint and work at a grocery store or something like that, and maybe you know settle down. Yeah. Um, S- eat, si- eat lunch with my my friends. You know, right. That's, that simple artist goal. life. Right. Very simple. And uh, so that changed obviously when I got when I got cut and sure. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I came back. Um, was that hard? Was that hard for you to go through? No, it was all hard. I mean, I guess it was a difficult, sure. but I loved it. Okay. Um. I remember the feeling when the, the dean walked down the steps to our, pra- to our practice. We were having, it was our last day of two-a-days. Mm-hmm. We had our first preseason game of my sophomore season the next day, and the dean comes down to talk to my coach for like a half hour. Uh-oh. And that never happened. He would never leave the field, so... We were we just thought he was just bullshitting like oh, you know, yeah. good luck on the season blah 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 just right, saving right. face whatever
2: sure and he
6: told uh, told him the bad news and he coach tells us, Hey, I know we have you know I know I told you guys the first day of, of being on this team that it's business you know business is business and I have to prove that today um, so f- four of us got got a cut before. Uh, you know, after that first practice, but I he, he waited about an hour. He's like, Oh you know, go get lunch and everyone, you know, I'll talk to everyone individually.
2: Right.
6: And I just remember uh taking a shower and getting dressed and just feeling like this huge wave of relief of whatever happens, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm living. Like I'm I am up here. Right, I, whether or not this is, you know, the end or not, I, I I did the damn thing. Sure. And I don't know why I thought, why I knew I was going to be the one, because I thought I actually I was I was playing. Everyone was playing really well. It was the the, the other guys I got cut were incredible players. It was pretty sad. Yeah. Um.
4: Yeah, it was just just a budgetary decision. Yeah, just yeah. business, you know. Sure.
6: Um, but yeah, dude, I remember I I remember that walk from the locker room up mm-hmm. a hill to the cafeteria like right. so vividly it's insane sure and so i was all right I, I i i tried staying up there and living up there and like working at a coffee shop and mm-hmm. but i was i was getting like i was having like 30 to 50 bucks a month to eat and oh yeah so I, it was just not even worth it totally. that was a true artist's life i guess <laughs> yeah and so i moved back that was kind of sad i guess a little bit because it was like Coming back with my tail between my legs, sure. but
4: quote unquote crawling back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but
6: I it was fine when I came back. I it was it was fun being around my family again. And well, well, and of course, being and with your
4: friends and yeah, yeah, exactly.
6: And so, and at that point, yeah, at that point, I just I didn't I didn't know I I kind of maybe kind of still wanted to stay in art, but um, ended up wanting to teach. Mm-hmm. So I've just, that's the, on the route I'm at right now. But I um, I stopped going to school. A couple of years ago, um, because of all this stuff, all the band stuff. Um, so I had to put that stuff on pause for a little while, but Sh- sure. So yeah. right now just, you can go back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right now the project, the trajectory is just, um, you know, keeping a job so I can have my insurance and food.
4: Of and course. I have having, having a transient job.
6: Yeah. Having a, yeah. And getting to getting to make, you know, records with my friends and go places exactly Uh, yeah it's something that i don't think a lot of people don't get to do that
4: no yeah you gotta you you (laughs) have to (laughs) explore it while you can it uh it it seems to me too that when um you know when when you guys put out the first record it it, i always find it really interesting because like i mean hardcore in the the broadest sense of the term um people just don't cover You know as far as like press and like people talking about it like yes you could argue that it goes in waves but it's like generally speaking most hardcore is viewed as like this is a thing that you do between the ages of 16 and you know 25 or something and like there's no like you know it's just rehashing of ideas over and over and over and over and over and so i i found it interesting that you know you guys kind of bubbled over that, and where it's just like you know whatever any anytime like pitchfork is like, hey, like this record's like worthy of checking out that's a hardcore record. it's like you know it, it in many respects it's it's a blessing on one hand because you're getting exposed to people that would never listen to a hardcore record, yeah, and then then obviously the the opposite side of it is people just look at it where it's like, oh cool, like I guess Fury's that cool that cool, trendy hardcore band or whatever um and not like you guys chose any of that from yeah the, the I label. wish
6: either of those were true. <laughs> I don't think either of those are true. <laughs> yeah, we got lucky with that one. Right, it was. I, yeah, we're just a rock. You know, it's just a rock band. It's 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 just music. Sure, um, it's it's a really niche genre, and mm-hmm. the I think there's not. A, it's not a young man's. I guess it is a young man's game in a way, and young young woman's mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. But it's that's. I don't think maybe young in age. I think it's more young, young in in, in your heart and soul. Yep. And because you're you're confused and you're very emotional, and those are usually signs of of, of youth. And um, but it's. I think it's just a lot more than that. It's it's um. It it's it, it's it's music. It just happens to be this, this this certain style. Sure. And to me, it was no dif- That's no different than a, than a jazz record or or, or a, a country record or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think it could be done. Anything could be done well if if it's if it's genuine and, and authentic. Done sure. thir- thoroughly, you know. Hmm. Um. But. Yeah, that pitchfork stuff is, is lucky. It's cool to see. Like, obviously, I'm not gonna fucking bullshit and say it's not cool to see that kind of thing. No, but, it's great. Yeah, but um, that's that that's nothing more than than clickbait. Yeah, and and that guy that guy who wrote it just happens to happen to really like it.
4: And right, exactly. That
6: that was genuine, no doubt. But totally, there's always a different sides to every every story. But yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely grateful for that because it's yeah. You know, I'm sure whenever I get an actual teaching job, I'm sure they're going to Google my name and that's something that's going to get brought something up. That's and I'd, rather, I'd rather that get brought up than, than <laughs> stuff that usually pops up when you Google people's names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's
4: a very good point. Um, and the, you know, the, the fact that you are now in a position where, you know, the band, you know, I mean, obviously you all work jobs, like you're not doing this from a, you're doing it from a full-time attention perspective, but not a full-time like monetary But you guys have had to entertain the ideas of that collision of art and commerce where it's like, okay, like, you know, we are, you know, a punk hardcore band that is, is, you know, are not like you would ever say this, but like your star is rising and more people are paying attention to you and you have to, uh, you know, you're getting paid more to play a headlining show or whatever. How have you kind of, uh, because I mean, in my mind and what you've told me, like, you know, the commerce is not a central focus of what you have done in your life so how are you personally kind of navigating those waters as you have to you know kind of make those decisions on, like all right well you know i i yeah it's cool i make some money off this thing but like that's not really why i'm doing it
6: yeah i don't think anyone sees dollar signs when they see us um <laughs> it's uh it's all
4: i i don't know it's all i know how to do i guess
6: sure um
4: Do you, do you try to just like ignore the business side of things or do you like, you know, you leave it? Oh, it's a real thing.
6: Okay. Okay. I find it interesting to, to a certain extent. I don't like, um, I don't like how it seeps into, seeps into things sometimes. Sure. Um, decisions might be made. Yeah. Just any, any kind of artistic decision. Mm -hmm. Um, but maybe we're just stupid in, in choosing to look at it so simply but we just like um we like making records and i uh i can only speak for myself on this but i i, I want to this is so stupid it you want to you you want to be alive you want uh-huh. you know you want to feel you're here and it I am screaming you know th- how, many, how how often do you scream in your obviously you' you're saying but how often yeah. do you scream in your life your
4: no never
6: never how insane that you I just scream yeah you just for yell. 20 minutes straight totally like that's in, that's insane and it, and why I do that is is something that I try not to think about a lot right and it's I think it so simple that it's, it's just stupid i want to be here right and i it want it you to feel. be known that i was here and so i i don't think what i'm what i'm singing about is like some revolutionary thing mm-hmm. and I'm, I, don't, I don't think it's the smartest thing but i think it's the most genuine thing i i could do that you can and, put out there sure and it's i can't the way I'm talking to you right now, there's ways I can't, there's things I want to convey that are almost impossible. Mm -hmm. For a million circumstances. And with these records, with these songs, I could talk in a way that I would never be able to talk. And only I know what I'm saying. (laughs) Only I know what, it truly, true blue, what it means. And for some reason, I need that. To... Continue to go forward, no different than my mom needs to go to church, or no different than someone needs to watch a football game and and yell at the screen because someone's fucking kneeling down. Like there's whether or not something's more moral on a morally higher ground or not. Mm -hmm. um, I think we all have our things that we worship. Yeah, and and I am any any chance that you know i get to reach more people and maybe plant whatever flag i have down a little deeper i will fully take advantage of sure as long as it's as, as long as, as no one's you know disingenuous and, and no one's getting hurt by it
4: yeah that that makes sense yeah. I'm, I, I i see it from the uh yeah, I see it from that perspective of the, the, the need to create, uh, is, is compounded by the fact that like everything else kind of just becomes background noise, whether it's like, you know, the decisions that are made as far as tours accepted, fests play, whatever. Like yeah. all that stuff is like, you're just making a decision to further that mission of what you're talking about to feel yeah. alive.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, 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 to see, to see life. And to document as like a, 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 it's no different than writing a journal. Yeah, the only difference is people. I can I can if I if I work hard enough and write it in a way that that is real but also universal and, and vague enough that more people can relate, and it it's a it's it's a fun tongue in cheek journal that I can. Go na-na-na-na-na-na in front of everyone, right. and, and not fool everyone, but yeah, they give them give someone um,
4: inspiration, life, whatever. Yeah. That's even
6: a stupid. I don't even. That's even stupid for me to say. To to they give me the chance to be open to be open and talk, and, and yeah. the fact that anyone listens, let alone let alone agrees with it, is is. Is something I don't, I don't take for granted.
4: Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I like that. Um, last couple of things I wanted to hit on was the, um, <clears throat> you know, clearly as far as the, your alignment with run for cover for, uh, you know, the next record and, you know, working with them in the future, like clearly you could have made the, uh, quote unquote, stereotypical hardcore band decision of like, you know, working with whatever bridge nine closed casket, you can name, <laughs> yeah. you know, your litany of labels. Um, but, like, clearly you guys, like you said, you know, you view yourself like, yes, you're hardcore kids that have come from the hardcore scene that play hardcore shows, but, like, you you know, you're a rock band. Um, and I presume that alignment with Run For Cover kind of plays into that ethos of, like, oh, yeah, they've, you know, they exist in the hardcore world, but, like, they've put out bands of a wide variety of genres.
6: That, yeah, that's just, we just got luck. That's just luck. Okay. Um, <laughs> it really is, it just goes down to. Who who was gonna let us? Who was gonna allow us to to do exactly what we wanted to do? Right, and and also what would have been the most advantageous decision for us? Sure. It's as simple. It's it's Darwin. Right. You know, it's it's as simple as that. Yeah. And um, there were other places that maybe would have been more that type of thing
5: mm-hmm.
6: and the, the type of thing of, of going somewhere where maybe there's an audience way like really big, that's going to be easy for us to be catered to. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, um, I don't think on any, any of those places, those other places, um, would have known what to, what to make of us. Right. And it was fairly <laughs> obvious that they didn't understand sure. us. Um, and and Jeff and and Tom and and Dane and all the guys at Run for Cover understand us, um, and understand what, what what we're trying to do. Yeah, and they're they've been, you know, cliche thing, but they've been nothing but supportive nothing but supportive and allowing them. allowing us to do that. And so it's that it, it, you know it's it's lucky that we it's a world that we're not too far off on, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, that's a part. It's obviously a part of the big picture decision. But yeah. there, for me, it's just I get to plant it my flag deeper. Like yeah, I said. exactly. I, I, yeah. I, I get I get a bigger audience, mm-hmm. and that's I don't know. It's exciting. It's, it's it's incredibly exciting, and and it's been a very humbling experience. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. making making the record sure. And I'm, I'm very nervous, but I'm, I mean, I guess it's anxious. Yeah. Uh, it's, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited for everyone to, to
4: hear, to hear. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm really proud of it. <laughs> the, um, the idea you, you know, like you, we were talking about earlier with the fact that, you know, you are a quiet reserved person and the idea of like singing for a, you know, aggressive music band, like how did you, I'm sure you're still growing into it and evolving, but you know, like get putting yourself out there. Like that's, that's, that's hard enough for an extrovert, let alone an introverted quiet dude such as yourself. So how, and then adding on top of that, the fact that then people have a very visceral and emotional connection to your lyrics and then want to talk to you about their experience or what have you, how do you, um, how have you kind of navigated that?
6: <laughs> well, it's been overwhelming. Okay. Um, I, I was I was hoodwinked into doing this band because we were. I was told it was only going to be like two shows. Sure. <laughs> um, and it just snowballed. Um, I don't know. It's it's um, it. It feels like uh, you know, like fifty first dates or something. Every day when when I play a show, it's like a. It's like a, I'm a baby again. Yeah. And there's there's things i i think i've gotten better at but that if you put 10,000 hours into something i hope you're at least all right at it sure but um i i have terrible vision so i don't wear my glasses when we play so that helps a lot i don't um i don't see people you can't recognize like, them yeah. i can't i can't see people what they're doing you know like right. if i i i respect uh stand up comics more than anything in the world i think <laughs> And it's—I I don't know how they do it—and I get to do it in a bootleg way, where I'm screaming and there's really loud guitars behind me. You got and people protecting you. I've got a lot of protection. Yep. And and it—I it, I love this music. I love—I love it. I love I love how it makes me feel. Yep. And I loved how it made me feel when I was when I was a kid, and I loved seeing these real humans right in front of me and, and feeling something off of them and to, 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 to do it is, 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 is a miracle. And, um, I, I don't know how, I don't know how I do it. It's it's terrifying every time. And I want to throw up every single time we, like right before we play. And, but it's, it's, it's changed my life. I don't know what, I don't know how I would have, um, been able to communicate. It was, it was easy with painting and stuff. I can just slap, I just slap it on. And it was, right. it was done. I didn't have to even use words, but this has been a, a, a really nice challenge and it's,
4: I, it's, it's helped me a lot. Um, yeah. Do you find yourself being like, you know, I guess more social ability to have like, or I mean, ha- I mean, obviously it's changed. Your, it's changed your expression. I'm sure. But like, I don't know how, how you feel it's like changed you
6: it um it's forced me to be more accountable for what i say oh okay um and and to and to be okay with how i feel mm-hmm. um it is it, it like i said earlier like if i as Using it as like a diary is is a good do- way to document it and being okay like this is this that's the stage I'm at right now and I have to uh, this is a, a real thing so I have to mark it down and I have to f- try to figure out these feelings and it's being able to to, to play every night is, is very easy um, in the sense and it's it's hard in, in a lot of ways but it's very easy because it's I really believe these these things right. and. I'm working through them still. Right. Um, and I, that's another reason why I like this the challenge of doing a, a, something bigger on a bigger label is because now it's like, oh, I really have to hold myself accountable. I gotta
3: buckle down. Sure. I really
6: have to, you know, be real and figure this out to move to this, ne- this next step of, of, of any part of life. Sure. And I've had terrible, terrible things some of the worst times of my life have been these last few years and and they directly correlate to this band Mm -hmm. Um, and to 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 be able to to have markers and and, and grow from it is, is is an incredible thing
4: yeah absolutely um the last thing i want to hit on was the you know the kind of what you were talking about earlier were the fact that you know like all of the music that you started to create all really happened in quick succession and then the fact that you know you're active in gem like you you know you you, i mean you mentioned that you know madison is is prolific and you know writes a lot of music and everything like that um but you also seem to have a need to create on more than one platform, whether that's your painting, whether that's, you know, just being in one, quote unquote, just being yeah. in one band. Yeah. Um, the, is it just, is it one of those things that goes back to the kind of, you know, you, you wanting to plant your flag and having an impression, um, you know, however small that may be? Uh, or is it the, the notion of just like, of being even more active in a scene that has given you so much? Or is it a combination of kind of all those things? The...
6: First, it's the people I'm in the bands with are are, are my best friends,
5: mm-hmm.
6: and it is it, it it's a it's a fun way to communicate with each other.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: And like Layman, the the first band I that I, that I did, it those are all people that I was acquaintances with like in our group of friends. Mm-hmm. And and six years later, I, I I feel like I'm married to these people, right? Um, and so that the the friend thing that was that that was the the first part of it. But I, um, it's just like carpe diem type thing, you know. It, it why why not do this thing with with my friends and and make something that I really like? And sure. That, that's hard. It's difficult. It's 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 hard, but there. It, it It's hard work. Yeah, work is one is almost the worst four little letter word, but this it's a fun type of work, mm-hmm. especially with friends. And I just like, I like doing it. I, I love music. I love listening to records okay. and to, to be able to make something that I don't know where it's coming from with, <laughs> with my friends and that I really enjoy is, is, is the best. Sure. It's, it's the greatest, it's the greatest thing. One of the
4: greatest things that happened in my life. Sure. I'm sure. Um, and I promised last thing, but I realized that I didn't ask this before oh, where, okay. The, um, like touring that is, you know, exciting, exhausting. It's a mixture of a lot of different things. And, you know, only if you've experienced it, can you, you know, kind of relate, um, how has your, um, relationship with touring kind of evolved over time? Like, did you hate it initially and then grow to like it? Or did you do like it? And then now you're like, I can only do a certain amount.
6: I loved it at first. It was like, I was a kid in a candy store. (laughs) Right. Um I think that's got got us in a little bit of trouble actually. Okay. And um, <laughs> and but I it's really it's, it is very tiring and it is it is like a job it can feel like a job sometimes. Sure. Um and it could feel like groundhog day um a, a lot but I I still love it. That's awesome. I still love, um, just having a couple seconds during the day to just like look up and just know that I am, you know, in this this other place that my body's usually not in, right? And to really soak it up, it isn't in, in, invaluable. The the things I've been able to to, to see and, and soak up and. It's it's difficult, and I hate you know I get sick, and you sleep. It, yeah, s- sleeping on hardwood floors gets really old. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. and, but there's it's just nothing better than just waking up and just knowing like oh man I just gotta my only worry is just getting a cup of coffee. Like I've got other worries in the back of my head like bills and and yeah. health and all that. I can just be. Free and just have have a cup of coffee and, and exist in that moment. And exist in that moment. And it's something that I, I, I definitely don't take for granted. And it's, yeah, it's one of the people I've met through the through all this. Everyone says people. It's such a cliche thing to say, but these people have changed my life. And it's people that I'm gonna be able to talk to till I'm till I'm, you know, in my, in my casket. Right, right. And even if it's not another cliche thing, even though it's not. All the time, it feels like it's been five seconds since I last saw someone. Yeah, and I get to see him.
4: Right. Yeah, you have the, you create these deep emotional relationships with people in really intense circumstances, like you know at a show and all this stuff. And yeah, you yeah. you can. That's a sign of a true friendship where you can dive right in. If you yeah. can, if you haven't seen a person in five years, oh, you're right. like, oh yeah, yeah, this is great. What have you been up to? God,
6: oh, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, it is. I've had so many. I don't know. Just very heartwarming. Moments with 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 friends like that, and I've had so many life like life changing m- moments. Mm-hmm. Just don't f- from from doing this really silly thing, right? <laughs> and I, I love it. Yeah,
4: that's amazing. I, I really do. <clears throat> well, uh, thank you for doing this, so Elliot. Yeah. So Thanks for having me. Of you. course, yeah. man. That was a so great. Fun time, <laughs> Okay, that was that, and that was Fury, and that was Jeremy, and all of that fun stuff. Do I say Jeremy wrong? Like, I always say Jeremy, because I I always say, (laughs) I guess my my pronunciation of it relies solely on the fact that I was a huge fan. Well, I mean, I guess still technically I enjoy Pearl Jam, but uh, yeah, Jeremy. That's how they say it in their song, Jeremy. Jeremy? Like people say Jeremy and it's like, I don't know, like our, the drummer of taken his uh, younger brother was named Jeremy. And like, anytime I called him Jeremy, like, you know, germ, like you haven't washed your hands germs. He was always like, dude, it's Jeremy. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that's how you properly say it. So anyways, like I said, next week is the year end Extravaganza where we talk about all of our favorite records, and uh, we've been doing it for many years running. So, if you are not familiar with that, you should check out the episode because it'll give you some records that uh, you may or may not have checked out and uh, can, you know, offer some fodder for discussion for you. Uh, you can always email the show 100, word pod, 100 words podcast at gmail.com. And um, yeah, that's what I got. All right, until next week, be safe, everybody. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com.
2: Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.